2: Phil Mackey,
3: Judd Zolgad. Give each other $20, okay? Put it on Underhill. Mackey and Judd on 1500 ESPN.
2: You like that? You like that? Cousins throws
0: it his way. Reed makes the catch for a Redskins touchdown.
3: You like that? You
0: like that? All right, uh, let's fire this up one more time because we keep getting, the ball keeps moving forward here. First it was WCCO-TV, then it was NFL Network and Ian Rapoport uh, with the three-year report and Adam Schefter, uh, adds fully guaranteed. I think we all assumed if it was a three-year deal for Kirk cousins, it was going to be fully guaranteed. We're talking in that 84 to $86 million range, depending on the report. And let's just bring in somebody who has been reporting his entire life and, uh, works for NFL network, Tom Pelissero, who's been camped out on the Viking stuff all week long. Kirk cousins What are you hearing? What's official? What's not? Nothing can be pen on paper until tomorrow. But, Tom, go ahead. What do you know?
2: Right. there's nothing official with Kirk Cousins. Uh, Free agents can't actually sign anything until 3 o'clock tomorrow, nor can they take visits uh, until after 3 o'clock Central tomorrow. So the plan, as I understand it, is for Kirk Cousins to arrive in town tomorrow, uh, to be with the Vikings both tomorrow and Thursday. They do have a strong offer, Ian Rappaport reported, it is in the region of three years, $86 million, and the thought is that is uh, most, if not all, fully guaranteed. Uh, the Vikings went through different contract parameters, different contract structures. They've explored different options that they might have because they were probably not going to be ultimately the high bidder in this process. They thought they had a lot of other things to sell other than the money, but it was inevitable that Kirk Cousins was going to become the highest-paid quarterback in the NFL, if only for a little bit, because the moment a Cousins deal is done, you're going to have a Matt Ryan extension with the Falcons. You're going to have an Aaron Rodgers extension with the Packers. There's going to be other guys who are going to quickly make that contract if Cousins plays well, looks like a relative bargain.
1: Have we heard, uh, Tommy, where the Jets possibly were going to come in on guaranteed cash for a potential Cousins contract?
2: I had heard that they would go up to $30 million. I, I haven't heard anything in terms of what numbers they placed in front of Kirk Cousins. I think that Again, it goes back to what are you selling? You know, you have the big market in New York. Uh, That, I'm sure, was part of their pitch to him, the dollars that he can make off the field if he plays well. But if you just go and stack it up, man for man, what you're dealing with there in terms of your offensive weapons, in terms of what you have on defense, in terms of how sound a a spot the coaching staff done, in terms of uh, the success of the team in the prior season – everything tilts in the Vikings' favor. And for a guy in Cousins who, you know, people who want to poke holes in Kirk Cousins, point to, of course, the interception total, which has abated some since early on in his career, but also, you know, what his one-loss record is. And I know that Phil Loves quarterback wins. You know, it is part of the picture, but it's not the entire picture, especially when you're talking about a guy who you know, had a great season, a really good season statistically in 2016, and then what did the Redskins do? They basically blew up the receiver or went a different direction. He had to reestablish the rhythm and timing and tempo with the new guys around him. They were still trying to figure out the defense, the front office turned over. It was just this constant change for Kirk Cousins, whereas for the next three years, if he does indeed sign this deal with the Vikings, you can
0: have some stability. So Pellicero is uh, is with us here on Mackie and Judd on the Patriot Realty phone line this week. Uh so I, I you and I had this discussion for like four hours when you were in studio a few weeks ago. How and you've so you've covered the Vikings off and on, either as a local beat guy or just on a national level since the Mike Tice era. And over that time there's been it's it's almost a straight decade and a half of uncertainty whether it was Dante Culpepper's knee injury, drafting Christian Ponder, and then him not being the guy, and then the Brett Favre stopgap over here, and the Case Keenum. How much are the Vikings just paying for stability and certainty, even if they're not getting Aaron Rodgers necessarily, Tom?
2: I think there's a lot of factors that play into it. So they had through different quarterbacks. They've tried to fill that through the draft. They tried to fulfill it through bringing in a player late in his career, you know, a lot of different different avenues that they have gone down. What they have not done, because it's really not been available, is sign a franchise type of quarterback in his prime. I mean, you go back through history and you try to count up, not that I'm putting Kirk Cousins on this level, but you try to count up over the past 25 years when there have been a franchise type quarterback that has hit free agency at all without – major medical concerns, major flags. Mm-hmm. You can go back to Peyton Manning five years ago or whatever that was, he was coming out four neck surgeries. You can go back to Drew Brees, who once upon a time had a bad shoulder. And the Dolphins flunked him on a physical, they traded for Dante Culpepper instead. I think we know what you know who ended up coming out on the better end of that. It's a it's a situation where Kirk Cousins, because of the way things played out in Washington, because he was a fourth round draft pick. Because ownership really liked Robert Griffin III, wanted him to be the guy. Cousins didn't become the full-time starter until his fourth year. You know they end up tagging him, and that sets the wheels in motion. You know if you if you just look at how they played this out in terms of from a business perspective, uh, Cousins and his agent Mike McCartney really could not have played this any better. They got forty-four million dollars over the past two years in Washington, and now potentially setting up for eighty-plus million guaranteed from the Vikings over the next three.
1: If he signs, Tom, how, how much do you think that the Vikings have upgraded the QB spot from the choices of Teddy, Keenum, and Sam?
2: Well, there's no question that they feel they've been upgraded here. If you look at what they're willing to play, pay Kirk Cousins versus what Case Keenum got in Denver, it's a big difference. Uh, the full numbers are not out on Keenum. What I've heard is that it was a two year deal where something like $15 million. Uh, per year and maybe only the first year is guaranteed you know it's a bridge type of contract where his cousins is getting paid like a franchise guy with bradford and bridgewater bradford was going to be a gamble just because of the durability he still uh was and is if something falls through with cousins an option for the vikings moving forward but you still have to bring in somebody else just because you don't think you get through 16 games and there was never a scenario in which the Vikings were going to go into this with Teddy Bridgewater as option A mm-hmm. to be their starting quarterback. He hasn't played in two years. They just don't know if he's going to be able to get back to uh, the type of level physically that he was at before. You don't know that until he plays in-game. Bridgewater wants to go someplace some place that he can play. So if Cousins does sign, that would, in all for all intents and purposes, be the end of the Teddy Bridgewater era. Something really stunning happens.
1: Since you, you broke the story on Monday, tell me this. Do we know? Did Drew Brees pick up the phone? Did he ever pick up the phone?
2: Did he pick up the phone on what?
1: On the Vikings calling.
2: Uh well, you couldn't call the player directly. Now you could call his agent, and the Vikings absolutely did inquire about Drew Brees uh, because of the way that some things had gone down there. It's you know another guy who nobody thought was actually going to become available. Uh, I know he Ian Rappaport reported other teams also inquired. For The Vikings, why would you not do it when you're talking right. about your plans? We just ran down them. Why would you not at least make that call, at least see? And then it turns out that Breeze, uh, by yesterday evening had gotten together with uh folks there and figured out a deal that certainly uh qualifies as being on the lower side compared to the Cousins deal. But Breeze gets 27 million in year one, it's really a one year deal uh, with a second year tacked on. They got to stretch some things out because they got all these certain things. Structure his contract in the past. Breeze will be
0: just. Yeah, you got to shoot your shot. Squints wound up with Wendy Peppercorn. You got to shoot your shot and see what happens. Tom Pellicero, NFL Network. Great insight. We'll catch up soon, my friend. Thanks, Tom. You got it, boys. Pellicero brought to us on the Patriot Realty phone line. All right. There's a lot to unpack here, but every credible NFL reporter is now walking it up to the He's going to sign line tomorrow, mm-hmm. barring something disastrous happening between now and then, or the Jets coming in and just saying, literally, like we'll give you fifty million dollars a year and you can't turn it down. Which part of the franchise would yeah. be foolish? Uh, so let's come back. Uh, let, let's go back to this. Did they make the right decision now that you know? Now that you know, because Tom said two years, thirty-six million for Case Keenum in Denver, and maybe only one year guaranteed. You're going to guarantee a lot more money over three full years for Kirk Cousins. And then Teddy Bridgewater, let's say he slots in around $10, $15 million. Mm All right. Did they make the right decision? 651-646-8255. Mackie and Judd in the TCL Broadcast Studio. And Luther Brookdale Toyota has been a proud sponsor of this radio show and this radio station for about seven years now. They also help us keep the Touch-Em-All Twins podcast powered on a weekly basis. So thank you to Luther Brookdale Toyota and the fine folks there that my family and I have been going to for for three-plus decades. And you guys, the listeners, for pushing us over the top, a download record in the last 30 days on Touch-Em-All with all the Twins moves and the interest. Uh, and, you know, if you stop in sometime between now and 9 o'clock tonight, that's when uh, they close the doors, you can get a test drive and you can check out... The sleek exterior and the interior upgrades, technology, safety features, state-of-the-art stuff, in the brand-new Camry. 2018 Camrys, Corollas, RAV4s, Tundras, all over the lot. Go ask my friends in that showroom area for a test drive. They will take great care of you like they've taken care of my family for a long time. 694 in Brooklyn Boulevard and LutherBrookdaleToyota.com. It's Mackie and Judd.
3: The Mackie and Judd
0: Show rolls on. All right, let's bring it in already on 1500
4: ESPN.
0: So uh, Tom Pelissero, thank you Dave Harrigan was just with us on the Patriot Realty phone line and he said something about Case Keenum that I don't think has I don't I mean we certainly haven't brought this up. We saw that 18 to 20 million dollars a year was the was the speculated amount and Tom has been hearing maybe two years, like $36 million, and maybe one year guaranteed. 18
1: guaranteed the first year, So
0: let's bring Kyler back in here to the conversation. Uh, So now that you know it's three years and about $28 million a year for Kirk Cousins fully guaranteed, and it would have been like a two-year, $36 million flyer and and one year guaranteed for Case Keenum, Keenum had a better year statistically, whether you go in-depth with analytics or just like back-of-the-football-card stats than Kirk Cousins. The gap in guaranteed money there and average annual value uh, value is strictly based on three years of Kirk Cousins performing at an above average level and Case Keenum uncertainty over the sustainability of his performance. So do you guys feel like the Vikings made the right decision or no? Let's start with Matthew.
4: I think that they are closer to a Super Bowl because they have Kirk Cousins than they would have been with Case Keenum. But that would have been dependent on who else they would be able to sign. Because I think everyone's known that they were locked into Cousins, other free agents signed, like uh, Trey Burton, the tight end, signing with the Bears. Andrew Norwell is going to sign a big deal. He's a a great guard. He's going to sign a big deal with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, There are a number of other very good free agents out there that the Vikings can still try to add. They could still try to add a nickel corner or a defensive tackle. But now the idea of getting someone like Indomitian Sioux is pretty much off the table. And it will eventually make things tricky over this three-year period when it comes to re-signing all those guys. Because we mentioned that with the prices going up the way they are, Stephon Diggs is going to want a lot of money. And Daniil Hunter is going to want a lot of money. He's going to look at the deal that Olivier Vernon signed a couple years ago and say, that's what I deserve because I'm one of the top edge rushers and it's a hugely important position. Um, but I think if you're looking at this as you have a great team right now, about as good as it's ever going to be for a supporting cast, if you can plug in a good quarterback, even if it costs you a ton, that you have to take that risk uh, to, that eventually it falls apart. Um, I, I mean, I think it makes a lot of sense from, from that standpoint where Keenum, I'm not sure that he could repeat what he did last year. I mean, for that little money, if you told me him and Indomitian Sue and Tamba Ali shows up here and a great nickel corner, Dominic Rogers, camardi then I might say, oh, boy, that's so good. I'm not <laughs> sure anybody could screw that up. But if that wasn't on the table, then this is your best option to get there.
1: We've seen this position sabotage this team before. And I think internally what you had was a, a head coach who didn't believe in Keenum, a head coach who loves Teddy, but you have no, we have no clue. And in fact, Tom saying that there was going to be no occasion in which t- Teddy was your A option, I think does tell us a little bit about what the Vikings feel internally about him. So if you start him at the start of the season and then say this is going to take eight weeks, well, guess what? You're coming off a 13 and three season, and now now you're starting a guy who's going to take half a season to be prepared. And Bradford's falling apart. Um, what I like about this move, right or wrong. It's a big boy move. It's a big boy move that's dictated by the fact that you have a really good team and it's an acknowledgement that this is the one league where you cannot say we're gonna be good for four years. Yeah. You can't, mm-hmm. you can't sit here and say, well, look at our defense. I mean, Seattle is now tearing apart a defense that a few years ago we raved about, right? So this is a this is a big boy, this is the type of signing that sports fans in this town clamor for continually. It comes with risk, but it's also done. Number one, predicated on the fact that you look at this team, the season it's coming off of, and you just said, in in this case, you added a quarterback who you really trust.
4: This reminds me a lot of the NFL draft where all the draft guys look at these quarterbacks and they say, hey, you know, Jared Goff, he's probably a late first-round talent. And then Jared Goff goes number one overall. Carson Wentz, well, he went to a small university and uh, he's got some flaws in his game, and he's probably not the uh, number two overall pick. And then he's the number two overall pick because there's so much desperation there. And with Kirk Cousins, he is not the best quarterback in the NFL. He's not even close to the best quarterback in the NFL but the desperation is there so much that you are paying way more than he actually should be worth. If you just made everybody a free agent, then everybody just signed what they were worth. He would be in the middle of the league as opposed to the very top. And so from, from what you're talking about Judd and where they stand, it makes so much sense to sign him and hope that, like the Cincinnati Bengals once did with Andy Dalton, they can bring up his play to the level that it was in 2016 because everything is great around him and their new offensive coordinator is great and all those things. But if some of that doesn't go that way, if there are injuries, if someone leaves and, and on and on, this is not a quarterback who is going to keep you in the mix. He's not a quarterback that's going to keep you in the as a Super Bowl contender, if your defense falls off, if there are injuries like there were, or if one of the receivers gets hurt or anything like that, then you're going to see his play dip. So that's the dice that you're rolling is you are spending this much money taking this much room for a guy that is, it's required to have everything go his way. If you're really going to, yeah,
0: I almost think that there's a, Tax is the wrong word because whoever signed Kirk Cousins was going to pay $28 million a year. So it's not It's not like the Vikings paid more than the the, the Jets or some other team. But it's almost like the Vikings have a self-imposed tax on the history of uncertainty. Yeah, Just the, the yeah. fact that the, the Wilfs took over the team in 2005, and there's been countless starting quarterbacks. The fans who've been watching this team since Tommy Kramer was no longer the starter... Wade Wilson, Rich Gannon, John Salisbury, Jim McMahon. Like it's just, it's a revolving door. Uh-huh. And at some point with all of the, it's 30 years of mostly quarterback uncertainty. At some point you just get sick of it. And I don't know if that played a 1% role in Rick Spielman's thinking. Who's been here for 10 plus years and has experienced a lot of the uncertainty or if it was 80% of his thinking. But at some point you just throw your hands up and like, okay, whatever. Like, you know, he's not Aaron Rodgers, but damn it. He's got an arm, and he's healthy, and he's played all 16 games for three years in a row, the football, yeah. and he's and he's above average. Or mm-hmm. at the very least, he's like a league average quarterback that we know is going to be out there. Mm-hmm. Screw it, pay him. And, and I, there, There's all, a component of that.
4: You're also never going to have to be worried about how he's going to lead your team, how he's going to represent your team, Correct. all those things. And that's something that you have been spoiled on here with Sam Bradford and Teddy Bridgewater and Case Keenum. Um, you know, Bradford's been criticized a little for the leadership, but I didn't see him as being some sort of disaster in the room or anything like that. I think guys started to buy into him. Mike Zimmer started to buy into him. So you've had that during the entire Mike Zimmer era. You've had high-character quarterback, and you're still going to have that, and there's – absolutely value in that as a franchise and as as a team to have a guy that has been criticized his entire career. He's been doubted his entire career and he has at least had good seasons. It's just that you wonder if you don't get it done, how are you going to feel about that? Cincinnati missed their shot because Jeremy Hill fumbled the ball against the Pittsburgh Steelers and blew a playoff game. Uh But this is so much like 2015 Cincinnati that it's kind of eerie where you've got all these great players around him, and and that year Andy Dalton magically had 106 quarterback ratings. So what you're projecting for Cousins is the very best version of him.
1: And I I think the thing, too, is if if you look at this team, and the Wolves bought this team in, I think they closed on the team in June of 2005. And when to, to go back to what we've talked about a bunch of times, but the quarterback uncertainty since then, they bought a team that had Culpepper, and you said to yourself, okay, the one thing that they're not going to have to worry about probably for five more years, right, is quarterback. <laughs> Culpepper gets hurt in yeah. two thousand five, and since then it's pinballed from this guy to that guy, and and we've seen we've seen veterans who have done well, we've seen draft picks who have failed, and. To me, this goes back to Spielman finally saying this this is certainty for more than two years. I mean, Favre was great in two thousand nine, but he was thirty nine and in two thousand ten it was a disaster. This is the first time I think that Spielman can plug in, in a quarterback and say, unless something catastrophic happens to him again, it's gonna be a pretty good
0: yeah situation. Uh Pelicero just tweeted out to what he what he said on our show that he's hearing two two years averaging eighteen million dollars and Maybe one year guaranteed. So, I mean, so the Vikings really are paying extra for three full years of production. They're paying extra for track record, which does matter. I mean, there's a million examples in sports, especially especially quarterbacks, where Brock Osweiler helps lead the Broncos into the playoffs with a really good half season and then gets a big contract. Ryan Fitzpatrick and Brian Hoyer and Matt. people bring up Matt Flynn. Matt Flynn had one good game. Matt Flynn threw for six yeah, touchdown passes the Lions in a week seventeen yeah, throwaway game up. against the Lions. he gets a bunch of money. Yes. One other thing to to not overlook here, the hangover effect when you get that far and and the numbers speak for themselves, teams who miss the playoffs after getting smoked in a game that late in the playoffs. you got a jolt. you almost have to add a jolt. Your schedule yeah. gets tougher, and this is about as big of a jolt as you can add to your roster. It just feels like a new team with a new offensive coordinator coming over from a, a world championship team, John Filippo, and with Kirk Cousins. Like, there, there there, will be no hangover from those two perspectives. They're coming over here to shake things up, and Kirk Cousins is ready to take the next step from Washington. He doesn't know NFC Championship game loss yep, like the rest yep. of that roster will.
4: And, and as far as what you're saying about uh, kind of kick-starting things, I mean, there's schedule next year will require better quarterback play if you really want to be competitive. And if you go up and down the NFC, I mean, I counted 11 really good quarterbacks in the NFC. I mean, it's going to be Tough. So well, to how win, many, how many
0: aren't? Like Trubisky is still a big question. Yeah, so Trubisky's that's one. a question. But I Arizona think, doesn't uh, have one, so that's two.
4: Even after what Jared Goff did last year, I don't think he's a great quarterback. But I have to say that he's one of the better ones with the numbers that he put up. Yeah. I mean, really, the Giants. It's a system. That's true. The Giants with decrepit Eli. But, but even that, like Eli Manning, might go to the Hall of Fame, he, yeah. and
0: you know, we're putting him in the not list.
4: And they could also draft a guy too. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Dak Prescott bounces back. I think he's a good quarterback. I think he's better than what he looked last year. Uh, wh- he's another guy. If everything falls apart, he's going to struggle a little more, but uh, I still think he was pretty good. Tampa Bay, I, I I mean, this is the thing though. When you talk about James Winston as a number one overall pick who put up really big numbers, and that's a quarterback that I didn't even include in, the, in this conversation because yep. I'm just not a big James fin- Winston guy. But Arizona, I mean, they're pretty much one of the only odd men out here of the entire NFC when it comes to quarterbacks. If you assume that you know Cam Newton always has the possibility of pulling a fifteen and one MVP season, then he belongs there too, even if he hasn't been quite as good. And Alex Smith had the highest quarterback rating in the NFL last year, yeah. and he's going to be with Washington. So I mean the NFC is just an amazing group of quarterbacks on that side. Uh, the, another thing I, I thought of with with this whole conversation with uh, yeah. just the, the situation with the Vikings is what would keep Mike Zimmer up at night. Like with signing Kirk Cousins, is it, uh, is it the that he will lose someone and that is what he's worried about? His defense not being number one because he's always defense? Or is it that Bridgewater signs with the Jets and goes to the playoffs and wins and he just looks up, uh, he just watches on That's TV twofold though, right? The single tier coming down. Because he sees that if, if
1: that takes place, he's going to see that happen he's going to potentially see guys that either depart or they can't sign and he's going to say oh if we had brought him back but Spielman's right here you can't in good conscience bring back a quarterback if you're not entirely sure and they're the only not team with, with the this team not with this team if you were if you were an ascending team let's say they had won eight games then you might say what the hell you know what Teddy's going to be fine eventually if that was the case and we don't know that for a fact but if you thought he was going to be fine and you're eight and eight you bring him back you start him but this team you can't parade him on the field and two weeks in he's gimpy and he can't really move and then you're like oh my god this was a mistake now
4: if you could have brought back Bridgewater and then potentially drafted a quarterback or had Josh McCown instead which I think is probably what the Jets are going to do one of those two options at $15 million and then signed Sheldon Richardson or Indominus Sue Also, that's where the formula is tough for me. That's where I look at it and go, ooh, I mean, you know, if, if Josh McCown could still play and he's your backup option, then that probably puts you just as far as you were last year as far as quarterback play. And the ceiling on that is that Teddy Bridgewater is a better quarterback than Kirk Cousins. That's the ceiling on it, but the floor on Teddy Bridgewater is never plays again. Correct. The floor right. on Kirk Cousins that's is ten thing. and six.
0: Like you're just like you're again you're you're taxing yourself for quarterback security in a Super Bowl window, and that's what this is six five one six four six eight two five five. Hank, you're on the show.
2: Yeah. Good morning. What's if going what on? What happens to Spielman if this kind of uh, goes down the toilet? Shall we say?
3: mm Hmm.
2: Because what? it is on him, and if he doesn't, he doesn't make the right decision, and this team. Uh, you know something should happen, like you guys are saying. Then what?
0: Yeah, then he probably then he'll gets be fired for a job. But I'm fine. I mean, I think everyone's fine with that. Thanks for the this, call. Hank. This
1: move uh, that, that's going to be announced either Wednesday or Thursday will define the staff. Now, this will be the move that defines this staff. Yep. Oh, as much as as much as we'll always go back and talk about a defense and how good that defense was built up to be. Paying this much guaranteed cash to a quarterback will now define the GM and coach.
4: Uh, Allen Robinson is signing with the Bears.
0: Yep, yep. that was uh, that actually that news came out before they signed uh, tight end guy from, oh, did, from Philadelphia. Okay. So, they, so they, they're putting a couple interesting were in on, weapons around Mitch Trubisky. That I, team gets that Watkins team gets better last night, today. right right? Uh, um, they were interested in Watkins. They were in on him, and then, he winds up with Kansas yep. City.
4: From the caller's question, though, I think Mike Zimmer fully understands how this all works. Mm -hmm. If the quarterback does not play well, then you're out. That was his combine response. Yeah, that's how it goes. Now, with this team, what you've done is you've set the bar that if you go any less than 11-5, and That if you are any less than in the NFC Championship Mm. game with this much money spent at the quarterback situation, then that's a massive disappointment. I don't care what excuse there is. I don't care if Everson Griffin, Harrison Smith, Xavier Rhodes are all out for the season. If you aren't in the NFC Championship game after spending the most money in history on a quarterback, Mm -hmm. then all of you end up on the hot seat after this. And that's kind of the risk that they take. If they had brought back Bridgewater and it didn't work, then you always have the fallback of, hey, we loved him and the price <laughs> was right and his knees were wrong. Yeah. And it wasn't our fault. We'll bounce back next year. Because that's how it worked with this year. It was, hey, Sam Bradford didn't have any protection. His tackles weren't good. We had injuries. We'll bounce back next year. And then they did. But now you've put it to no excuse land that if you don't live up to expectations and you're not Right there at the end, then you have come up way short for what you spent.
0: But I think so. I think you're right, and people should be fine with that. Like think think about that in any in any walk of career, any career that you're in. It's a big boy. Hey, you know what? This is a really like you're going to bite off a lot here. You're gonna you're gonna take a step up, or you're gonna get that promotion or whatever it is. But man, if you fail, you might get fired. Bring it on. Yeah, bring it on. Like that's what that's what you should feel. Let's take one more here, quick, Greg. You're on the show.
2: Yeah. Hi, Greg. Um, how you doing? Great. You know, I've heard like last week Phil said, uh, I'm not a Keenan fan. I mean, I'm kind of neutral about the whole thing. But I think the guy that's on the hot seat here more than anybody is Zimmer. When you look at his track record as a coach in a position of power, he's 1-8 in playoff games. And that's with winning with a miracle play. You take that out, he's 0-9. What has he proven up to this point? Well, let me get
0: so, Greg. Thank you for so the he's call.
1: Going, going with the uh, let,
0: Bengals losses too. Two k, couple things off so. that. Number one, I didn't know that we were they were charging defensive coordinators with team losses now in uh, Cincinnati. That's that's a new one. Nobody is on the hot seat right now. This team just went to the NFC Championship game. Now, if they tank in 2018, yeah, that's a different conversation. But to suggest that Mike Zimmer is on the hot seat, well, after going to the NFC Championship game and having the number one ranked defense in the regular season, is ludicrous. To
1: Collar's point, now the expectations are enormous. Can you meet them? If you meet them, you're all heroes. If you don't, you're all in trouble. That doesn't mean you're necessarily going to be fired, but but that that's why this is the definition of a big boy move. The safe move would be to bring Teddy back and say, we love Teddy. You should love him. We know that the players do. And to bring him back, and if it works, great. And if it doesn't, you say, oh, man, it didn't work, but we loved
4: him. The big boy move here is to go sign this guy to this massive contract and now take your chances. Let me put my um, just uh, like ESPN analyst hat on and just say, everyone is on the hot seat in this league. Hey. No one would have ever thought. No one would have ever thought that Jack Del Rio would be out after they went thirteen and three, or twelve at twelve and four with Derek Carr, and they looked like the Cats Meow franchise of the NFL. Oakland did, and then a year later, John Gruden is their coach. Mm -hmm. I mean, anything can change really fast, and but right now, I wouldn't. Say that that's even close to true, but a lot can change. I mean, w- last year we thought, Ugh, if it doesn't go great again, he might be out. And now, if you ask people to take a poll, I bet he's in the top five coaches mm-hmm. in the NFL. The uh, pressure
0: z- is on now. Xavier Rhodes tweets at Kirk Cousins, Happy to have you here. See you April 16th. FYI, Rhodes will still be closed in practice. Hashtag Rhodes closed. Yes. <laughs> These catchphrases, yeah. like you should have a catchphrase for you, Judd. Roads will be
1: closed in you can practice. Tweet at people what if with co- your head? cousins now, now says bleep that I'm I'm gone. I'm going to the
3: Jets. Yeah, don't. They're going to allow me to complete passes in practice. Don't upset don't him. In practice. Don't, don't just troll him on you. Twitter,
0: Dave. What's coming up in questions next? <laughs>
3: oh, some more oh. reckless speculation from you guys, as you would expect. Cool, Mackie and Judd now continue Lay-ball! on 1500 ESPN. Now on Mackie and John. Do
1: you believe in past lives? Did we ever really land on the moon? Questions? What are the six degrees that separate you and Kevin Bacon? Of
4: significant importance. You like that? You like
0: that? You like that? This is how I envision dinner tonight, or no, tomorrow night is dinner, right? So Cousins is gonna have dinner tomorrow night with the Vikings. Yeah, you can't just sign on like Thursday. We We can't can't know that. No, the franchise would have to fold. Like this is the whole. This is the hours worth of conversation between him and Spielman.
3: You like that?
0: You like that? Rick just giggling. You like that? Yeah, say it again. You like that? (laughs) Say it again. Yes. (laughs) Say it again. (laughs) Oh, somewhat creepy. All right, Dave's got questions
3: you think he makes the joke if they're at, at Manny's the steak comes it's perfectly cooked it's you got the hash Browns mm, everything looking so good and Kirk has a you know first couple bites and he's really savoring you think Rick taps him on the shoulder hey you like that you like that you like that Rick if, actually <laughs> yes I do I actually think Rick might <laughs> I think there, there's
1: a fighting chance he would make that very joke <laughs> you like that
3: you like that. All right, Dave's got some questions. I certainly do. Uh, Obviously, he doesn't get hurt, Kirk Cousins. He's durable. He's not going to get hurt with the Vikings and that massive and destructive offensive line they have in front of him. So let's just call it mop-up time then. All right, Kirk Cousins is leading the Vikings to a 42-8 to victory. It's a blowout. It's late in the fourth quarter.
0: I love how the team trailing wins for two to make it a little closer there, 42-8.
3: to No, that's actually two field goals and a safety is how okay. it worked out. It was okay. weird. Yeah. It's a weird game. A yeah. different, different kind of game, but yeah. that's how it worked out. Anyways, <laughs> the question is, sizable amount of money on the line out of your bank account? Who's coming in in mop-up time when Kirk takes the bench?
0: I think it's oh, I think I like it's it. Kyle Kyle Slaughter time. Slaughter Slaughter <laughs> Slaughter Slaughter. Do we know what it is? Is it Slaughter? It is Slaughter Slaughter. Oh Slaughter Slaughter. I mean, like, what are they going to? They they just spent more money on one quarterback than any team in the history of professional football. So they're probably not going to be. They're probably not going to be spending a whole lot on their backup. Uh, you know, maybe, do they bring in somebody for a couple million dollars like they did with Case Keenum last year? So it's. Almost certainly going to be Kyle Sloer coming in to mop things up. is it possible Kyle Sloter is the is the better of the two prospects between him and broken down Bridgewater now too, like if you account oh, for the I'm... fact that Bridgewater hasn't played in a couple of years? People seem to like Kyle Sloder. Vikings Randy loved him. and Cottage Grove loves Kyle Vikings Slaughter. loved
1: him. I'm going to look for a, a veteran free agent slappy backup guy who'll they'll, they'll sign to keep Sloter at, at three. And predict that it'll be that guy. It'll be some guy. Sean it, Hill. It'll be it'll be a Sean Hill like type guy. I bet Slaughter. I, I bet they keep Slaughter. He's the third quarterback. They sign a veteran emergency type backup, but he's not. It's not going to be an impressive player. And if Cousins gets hurt in a game like this, they bring him in. Just uh, just a guy, just a guy right. who can barely walk. You know what? It might be Teddy. Who knows?
0: I'd be m- curious to see if Teddy gets paid. I think Teddy's going to—if if you're a team like—well, Cleveland already they already uh, acquired Tyrod Taylor, but the, the Jets, now that they're out of the Kirk Cousins sweepstakes in case Keenum's off the board, if you're the Jets, wouldn't it make sense to draft a quarterback and also bring in Teddy Bridgewater on a flyer and actually start him if. in week one?
1: If you if your doctors say that the Teddy's okay, yes. Well, of course.
0: like that's. The, but you're going to get yeah. way,
1: way more information now about that before you sign him, is my point.
0: Sure. Okay, but let's like, obviously, if he can't walk, then he's not going to well, play. Well, I'm not saying
1: he can't walk. I'm just saying if he is slow, the Vikings might bring him back. There is a chance, like the Jets would say, hey— we like you, but, but you're still not going to be up to par to wh- where we can play you.
0: Teddy, there's zero chance Teddy signs back with the Vikings at this point, unless the other 31 teams have no interest in him, because mm-hmm. he's not going to get on the field. He's He'll play in a preseason game, but he can go somewhere else, play in the preseason, and maybe have a chance to start week one ahead of a rookie quarterback just to get like a one-year deal for Teddy to get five or six weeks of regular season starts just to get some stuff on film for teams is the mm-hmm. is probably the best reclamation deal. I still want to see those medical records for Teddy. I'm very curious about that. Probably not going to. <laughs> very curious about that. My guess is you won't see those.
3: All right, pull out the crystal balls, boys. Let's just assume that the reporting is correct, that it is indeed going to be three <laughs> years around 86 million. Probably, if not all of it, most of it fully guaranteed for Kirk Cousins. Mm -hmm. Let's go deep into the future three (laughs) years from now. I'm not going to hit the thing, but deep into the future. (laughs) It's a blast from the past. How will it read when you look back at the first three years and maybe the only three years of Kirk Cousins with the Vikings?
0: Oh.
1: What does it
3: mean for the franchise? Let
1: me be as positive as possible without being completely Pollyanna, keeping in mind that this is... The Vikings, and at times, they do seem to be cursed. So they win two out of three into
4: Super Bowls? <laughs> Deep
1: into the
0: future.
1: I'm going to say that they spend the next two seasons going to the playoffs. They get to another NFC title game. The Vikings being the Vikings, I can't put them through to the Super Bowl, although that would be fun to do. But I'm going to say at least one conference championship game and two playoff appearances. Year three, I can't, I can't guarantee because guys will start to break down, and guys could get hurt, and guys could leave. So next two years, playoff years, with one going back to the uh, NFC Championship game.
0: They win the Super Bowl this year. <laughs> Mackie and Judd, in a nutshell, right there. They win the Super Bowl this year. <laughs> yeah, I really like that. Do you really like that? <laughs> oh, he's going to hear that so many I times. I love how, like wet blanket Judd. Well, I no, no, how's the wet blanket? I gave you two playoff appearances. Gonna, I gave you an NFC title 9 and 7 a couple times. Listen, Pollyanna, I'm just I'm trying, playoff not, playoff I'm trying
1: not I'm trying not to jinx them. Uh. I'm trying not to jinx them and you're saying that they're going to win the Super Bowl in 2018. So you really think you're suited to be the fourth guy in our group, Buzz Killington? Uh. All right, get put away your pennant. Quit waving your Vikings pennant, and let's get to the question number three. I did wear a purple boxer brace today. Take off your cousin's jersey that that you had
3: custom made, and let's get to question three. Hang on. I'm just looking up. So next year, Super Bowl is in Atlanta. Yes. Then we go to Miami 2020. (laughs) Not Miami again. And then Tampa 2021. Uh Uh-huh. I mean, I I don't really want to go this year. Atlanta? Oh, you know what the problem is? I can do Miami and Tampa,
1: though. That sounds all right. Miami's the place they can never get to. Two thousand and nine. It was in Miami. Ninety-eight. Miami. Redemption
0: tour, though. Oh, this is the redemption tour.
1: Oh no, this is three and out. Uh,
0: Miami. I think the stadium is also like pretty far away from the actual beach, right? It's it's like, in it's like, Fort Lauderdale, basically. Yes. Yeah, it's like twenty or 30. I mean, it's like it's close enough to beach. I Don't didn't get me say wrong. I
3: had to go to the game. I just want to go to Miami okay. for a week. <laughs> what, sta-
0: what station you going to be at at that time, Dave? Well,
3: if it's our station, I'll be happy. How about that? <laughs> uh, question three. When we come back
2: oh, to the I'd TCL love extended questions. Phil Mackey. The term
0: closer is antiquated now. Your best reliever oftentimes isn't being saved until the ninth inning. Judd Zolgad. The
1: catch, rule, and porn are the same thing. I know them when I
3: see them. <laughs> Mackey and Judd on 1500 ESPN. Get your tickets now to see Minnesota United's first home match of the season. They'll be taking on Chicago Fire and doing it this Saturday, 1 o'clock, the kickoff time. At TCF Bank Stadium, head to MNUFC.com to purchase your tickets. Cousins throws
0: it his way. Reed makes the catch for a Redskins touchdown. He's inside the tank for the five. Still going. Touchdown. 14 yard scoring run. Kirk Cousins. Cousins fires. Reed. Touchdown. As Cousins fires downfield, what an adjustment. short Jackson. And he will take it. 77 yards for Redskins touchdown. You like that? You like that? All right, Dave's got a, a third question here, and if you're just joining or you've been kind of out of the loop at work today or driving around for lunch, multiple reports now that Kirk Cousins plans to sign with the Vikings for three years and about $28 million per year. He'll be in town for a visit tomorrow. And according to NFL Network, I believe Ian Rappaport had the itinerary. They're going to go out to dinner. They're going to tour the facilities and stuff the next couple of days. And uh, he's expected to sign unless somebody says something wildly inappropriate to his wife at dinner or something. So just be quiet. Don't drink too much if you're the Vikings brass. You know, just be careful.
1: What if Zim just gets loaded?
0: I don't even like you that much. I never wanted you. Give me another
1: glass of wine. I don't want you. You're
0: no teddy.
1: You're going to cost me Anthony Barr?
3: Really? You? I hate quarterbacks. All right, what's question three, Dave? Question three is uh, another deep into the future-y kind of question. (laughs) Deep into the future. There it is. I'll play it again. Deep into the future. Let's talk about our dearly departed. They haven't died, but they're leaving Minnesota as quarterbacks, looking for hopefully greener pastures, at least for their sake. Uh, we do know Case Keenum headed to Denver. Obviously, Teddy and Sam, we don't know. So you boys tell me. Tell me the landing spots of all three. We know Case already. But in addition to the landing spots, tell me how it's going to all shake out for those three. Is it me or you? <clears throat> Fire away. Okay. Okay. Uh, Teddy is going
1: to go to the Jets. Uh, the Jets are also going to draft a quarterback, and uh, sadly there is a chance that uh, that his career is near done, because we do need to keep in mind that he suffered a catastrophic knee injury, um, that there was talk on, on the way to the hospital that there might be an amputation of his leg, uh, that the Vikings right now are the only ones who truly know how bad that was and where things stand, so... I think Teddy gets another shot to start. I don't think it goes; it necessarily goes great, unfortunately. So I think Teddy is um, out, out of football by about 2020-21. Might bounce around a little bit. Sam Bradford goes to the quarterback, desperate Arizona Cardinals. Ironically, in a weird twist, he rents a room in Kirk Cousins' sister's house in, in Arizona. Oh. No, 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 no. Rents a room. Don't be dirty. Sam Bradford, though, ends up uh, spending a year with the Cardinals And then also bounces around because, as Zim said, (laughs) when you have a degenerative knee problem, you're not coming back from that. (laughs) That's number two. I'm not done yet. Case Keenum. Got to write the final story on Case. Spends the majority of the 2018 season as the starter for the Broncos, but they also draft a quarterback. That quarterback is introduced (laughs) at some point in time during the 2018 season. In 2019, Case Keenum is either a backup or more likely with the fact that it's 18 million non-guaranteed he is not employed with the Broncos. Case Keenum is with another team at some point in 2019. That was impressive. Deep into the
0: future. That's pretty good. Uh I agree with one thing you said which is one of these guys will end up in Arizona for sure. Uh yeah, and that other thing that uh that you said rents off the room. Microphone.
1: Bradford rents the room.
0: Um okay. I think a Teddy Br- – so Diana Russini tweeted out from ESPN that uh, sources tell her Bridgewater will be th- – if, if the Jets don't get Cousins, they're going to turn their attention to Bridgewater. I don't think he winds up in New York. I think I think Arizona is going to take it – because Arizona is in this interesting transitional phase where they've got David Johnson in his prime. Larry Fitzgerald might have another year or two left. they got a couple nice defensive pieces, but they also have to be on the lookout for the quarterback of the future. Sam Bradford is not that. Sam, like at this point, no team is going to look at Sam Bradford after, after he burned the Eagles, after he burned the Vikings, whether it was with bad play or with injuries. Like no team looking out for their future is going to hitch their wagon to Sam Bradford. Teddy Bridgewater, if he could come back, and that's the big unknown. With you know, we don't we don't know his physical condition. The Vikings are the only team that knows it. Bridgewater gives you a chance to be productive if he's back and long term. If you believe in him, one year contract, Teddy Bridgewater, Arizona. And all I th- right. and I think they might draft a quarterback late in the first round, too. Maybe somebody falls late in the first round. Okay. Sam Bradford, this is complete reckless speculation. Love it, reckless. That's, that's all it, we want. But it makes sense, okay? Deep into the future. A team that's ready to win, because Sam Bradford probably doesn't want to go like be a he's gonna have to be a backup quarterback, but he's gonna want to be on a team that gives him a chance. To start at some point if things go wrong for the starter and also has a chance to win games. Kay. He's not gonna go to he's not gonna I don't unless he has no other options. Jacksonville Jaguars. So they signed Blake Bortles to a contract extension, but it's it's an interesting loophole-filled contract extension mm-hmm. where his cap hit is only ten million dollars in 2018. Mm-hmm. And then it goes up, the cap hit goes up to 21 million and 23 million in 1920 but the amount of money they'd have to pay to cut him is is lower so they could it's like a one year flyer on Blake Bortles for only 10 million cap hit which gives them a chance to bring in a viable backup to maybe just take the job from him at some point Sam Bradford okay i think it and i i haven't read that anywhere i'm just saying Sam Bradford as a backup to Blake Bortles All right. makes a lot of sense on like a five or ten million dollar contract, and then Case and Bridgewater in Denver? Bridgewater to yeah, well, Case is in Denver. No,
1: but but I'm saying how how does uh, Case's career now play out?
0: Um, I think he takes a big step backwards this year, and then he winds up as a free agent again. I agree yeah. with you on that front. Like I don't, I guess it's possible with that defense that he could you know he could lead you to respectability, but. I don't think the Broncos are going to go 13-3 and
3: three with Case Keenum like the Vikings did this last year. Shame on you guys for not believing in him.
2: You know, it's going to be hard <laughs> to yank him out of there right now. So, you know, he's playing good, and um, we'll just see how it goes. We're just going to keep going one week at a time. That's the way it is. I mean, <clears throat> I'm not looking to pull him, but, uh, you know, every week's a different week in this league. Yeah, he's, he's got up. a
4: horseshoe right now.
1: Yeah, I'm not looking to pull him.
0: Unless hey, I can. you know what? He, he, if Teddy's he, looking pretty good. If Mike Zimmer went to bed, you know, drinking an extra glass of wine every night because Case Keenum kept him up, Kirk Cousins is going to keep him up, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, and he knows that. For sure, Kirk Cousins is going to keep him up. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater
4: and Baker Mayfield, maybe, together with the Jets?
2: Jets pick number 6 yeah, overall. Could they could draft a quarterback. Yep.